Hello, this is your anonymous speaker, and today we'll be talking about how languages affect the way we see the world. I hope I have the whole volume situation figured out, because personally, I don't know what's happening. Sometimes it's really loud, sometimes it's really quiet. This mic is also not one of the best mics ever, so I'll figure it out. I also have another mic, so right now I'm working in one place, but at my other place, I have another mic that was a gift this one is barred so it probably isn't the best quality uh to so i want to start by talking about a shakespeare quote (laughs) where he said a rose by another name would smell just as sweet right that's from romeo and juliet i think that's funny because oh maybe like a rose if we called a rose like a daisy it would it would be the same thing you know it would still be a rose it would still be be the flower that we think of when we think of a rose but it would, it would just be by another name so some food for thought food for thought um and then this one this is one of my outlines that's like kind of quotes kind of words kind of a lot i found a lot of resources like i found a lot of things that i would want to elaborate on okay so i want to start off by saying that i speak english and spanish you know my spanish it's good i mean like i started i spoke english was my second language i started speaking english at the same time that i was in like school so like at the same time i was as any other kid, I was in pre-K and I was like learning how to speak like educational English, you know? So I don't know like super advanced words also because my parents don't have a super advanced vocabulary in English. They have a way better vocabulary in Spanish because that's just what we speak at home. That's how I wanted to start. Also, and with that saying, like, I don't under, as a bilingual person, I could kind of get a sense of what it would be like to speak multiple different languages, you know, more than two. Um, but I don't know what that's like as of now. So in English, we think, oh, this is my first example. In English, we think, we think of time linearly, like it is on a timeline with marks. In Spanish, personally, I think time is like on a circle. Like you're in, you're like there's a big circle, right? And you're a dot on that circle, not on the circumference, like in the circle. And that's you right now. But every second, you move a little, you know? And as you get older, that like that circle gets bigger. So at some point in your current age is like that's how i personally see it i don't know why but that's how i visualize time like if you ask me think about time i would think about it as a circle you are a little dot moving on the circle you run out of time every single time it's your birthday the circle gets bigger that's it (laughs) because as you get older there's more time but in generally speaking people that speak spanish or it's been studied that people that speak spanish think of a circle as like think of the circle of time as getting bigger and smaller so you either have a lot of time or you don't have or you have very little of time 
and it comes from like the way that we speak of time in Spanish, where you say mucho tiempo. I say mucho tiempo like a long time ago, a lot of time ago. We say a lot of like it's something that you that has quantity, not like in English where we say um, in a couple hours. Where you like no, that doesn't really help. I don't know. Um, I don't want to explain this. What I mean by it is like in English we say like how would we say that? I'm so confused. Sorry. My bilingual mind is like very confused. We'll come back to this later. Um as a bilingual there are also some words that don't translate well in English. And I want to talk about this like I was thinking about this last night. But I've been thinking about this a lot recently where like the way that we think of love in Spanish is a lot complex but it's only because it's more complex because we have a lot of more words for it so when we think of like in english um make me fall in love with you and in spanish that's literally one word enamorame like or enamorandonos which is like we're falling in love or um just like I'm falling in love or like also the concept of I'm falling in love is like that it's not really like a thing in Spanish it's just like you're and you're not in love you're like loving each other like it's really strange <laughs> it's not really strange we just think of love more as a verb than anything else in Spanish like also the way that in Spanish and in romantic languages we conjugate very very often and in English that's not really a thing you know it is a thing but it's not as complex <laughs> it's very simple um so it like changes i i find it easier to conceptualize you know like love is a verb in Spanish but in English it doesn't really sound like it's a verb because it's not being conjugated as often as it is in Spanish or French or a romantic language or like one of those um sibling languages to Latin which is where all like the romantic languages come from so for example some of the words that don't really translate well in English are like they all kind of translate but they're like difficult to explain because we just have words for them I like oh friolento which is like to have a lot to be cold a lot or like to be cold often friolento estrenar oh I love that one that one's like to wear clothes for the first time or like to show something off for the first time it's just like you could like it doesn't even have to be clothes it doesn't have to be like an object it can be like your boyfriend or like, well, not really. It's the, no, it it can be your boyfriend, but it's like mostly with inanimate objects. There's also media naranja. It's such a fun little phrase in Spanish where it's like my half orange. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense when you translate it directly, but it's like your soulmate. It's like your soulmate in English, or like not even your soulmate, but just like my other half. You know, but when we say that in English, it's like my other half, like. Like, you weren't a whole person before. Whereas in Spanish, it's like, mi media naranja, like, my other half of orange. Of orange. <laughs> like, 
that's kind of weird. There's like a good, there's some good words, some good examples that I found on the internet. She is one of those in French that like really doesn't, tra- that like kind of translates in English, where it's just like to go to someone's house. But there's like a singular word for that, which I think is really cool. I found a word in Italian. I don't know if it's if it's the actual meaning because I didn't double check it. Catara, which is like a woman who has a lot of cats. Not questionable things, but just like confusing things. And then I'll correct myself in the editing process. I definitely think Katara is like, like that's a cool word. I didn't double check it, but I'll double check it. When I'm editing. Impalagar is another good example that is like it's like it means like full or like oversweetened. Like you've always like you have oversweetened your senses on your like your taste buds. I don't know how to explain it. But like my best example is like if you have a lot of chocolate, you know? Like you eat like a whole bar of chocolate and then you go and eat chocolate cake and you go and eat your chocolate ice cream. That's a lot of sweet. But it's also a lot of chocolate. So the feel, so the taste of chocolate will start to feel like nothing to you. Or start to feel like too much. And it'll make you nauseous. That's kind of what it means. There's also like some quotes that I found. Where like Charlemagne, a Roman, a holy Roman emperor, emperor. Once said to have a different language is to have a different soul. Which I think is really deep. And it also comes to the point where when we speak different languages. We have kind of different personalities. I don't speak the same way in Spanish as I do in English. I wouldn't expect anyone else to, you know. Like, we show a different thing in ourselves when we speak in that language. Another quote was, Languages differ essentially in what they must convey and not in what they may convey. So, a lot of these differences that I'm noting here between English and Spanish is that English uses a lot of, like, smaller words to convey different things, you know, whereas Spanish has, like, all these words because along the way, somewhere in either European Spanish culture or, you know, South American, Central American culture, we found a use for those words. We found a use for all those different um, ways to say falling in love. It they differ in what they like must convey whereas english you must have to you must have these words to convey that certain thing and in spanish it's like oh we have this word these words in case you need to pres- like in case you need to use them in case you need to convey them languages do not limit our ability to perceive the world or to think about the world rather they focus our attention thought on specific aspects of the world so again like going off of what i just said like in spanish it's letting us focus on like the actual verb of like enamorándonos like falling in love with each other um and it's letting us like focus on the aspects and they don't really Languages don't limit our ability. They actually let us, like, see more. That's why it, it, like, that's why I feel like it's really important on college applications in the U.S. that you take three years of a language because you kind of, like, know more of the world just by taking a language. No, you do know more. Um, 
because with that you like also learn the culture and you also learn like all these different words that are important in that culture you know okay that's basically all i wrote let me go to one of the articles actually i found this bbc article that i love um and there's a lot of different studies that have been happening over time i'll link a bunch of different articles that i found and then a ted talk that i like stumbled onto upon that ted talk is by this one researcher who everyone kind of names as like the pioneer for this topic of just like language changes the way that you see the world and it does and she talked about in that ted talk that um i hope you guys heard me that um there's this language in west africa i don't know where she said but there's this language that instead of saying hello they say where are you heading and you have to respond exactly where are you heading in like now north east west or south you know or like northwest or something but you have to respond like that so you constantly know where you're heading you're constantly knowing what direction you're going and that's how they reference like direction they don't have left or right they have east or west they don't have you know what i mean and so if someone were to ever like like if someone asks you oh you have like um like a bug on your southeast leg like that's how they would say it it's also they and she also talks about how like if you were to give a stack of photos of like a person and told them order them chronologically you know i would probably yeah i would order them like left to right because that's the way that we read english and that's the way that i kind of think of time i wouldn't think i even though i think of time as a circle i wouldn't order the the photos in a circle i would still order them left to right in this language that she that lara was referencing to that this scientist was referencing to they would change the direction of the photos chronologically from where they were facing and well she explains it better in the in the video but i find it very interesting oh there's also that whole thing with like the russian blues that comes up a lot in a lot of the articles that i found how in russian they have two different words for blue which is like it's not even like they don't even they're like two different complete different words for blue light and dark blue so when they were so when they studied russian speakers and like they showed two different colors two different shades of blue light and dark like a part of the brain became activated because they noticed the difference and they like they were able to tell the difference of how they would describe them because they have two different words for them i just find that very interesting linguists neuroscientists psychologists and others have spent decades trying to uncover the ways in which language influences our thoughts often focusing on abstract concepts such as space and time which are open to interpretation but getting scientific results isn't easy if we just compare the thinking and behavior of people who are speaking different languages it's hard to be sure that any difference aren't down to the culture 
personality or something else entirely. The central role that language plays is in representing ourselves also makes it hard to unpick it from these other influences. So this BBC article just goes on how it's a long mystery. Okay, this scientist that I was just saying, where I'll link the TED Talk because it's really good. Cognitive scientist Lara Brodisky. I hope that I'm saying that wrong. Right. I hope I hope that I'm saying that right. One of the pioneers of research into how language manipulates our thought, our thoughts, has shown that English speakers typically view time as a horizontal line. They might move, move meetings forward or push deadlines back. They also tend to view time as traveling from left to right, most likely in line of how you are reading this text across the page or the way that English or the way that the English language is written. Um, what else? Mandarin speakers, meanwhile, often vision, envision time as a vertical line where up represents the past and down the future. For example, they use the word xia, xia, down, when talking about future events so that the next week literally becomes downtown. Down week, sorry. The next week literally becomes down week. As the English and Hebrew, this is also in line with how Mandarin traditionally was written and read, with lines running vertically from the top of the page to the bottom. Okay. The association between the way we read, language, and organized time in our thoughts also impact our cognition when dealing with time. Speakers of different languages process temporal information faster if it's organized in a way that matches their language. One experiment, for example, showed that monolingual English speakers were quicker to determine whether a picture was the, from the past or the future represented by science fiction style images. If the button they had pressed for the past was to the left, of the button for the future than if they were positioned the other way around. If the buttons were placed above or below one another, however, it made no difference. Bilinguals may have two different views of time's directions, particularly if they learn both by from an early age. So I learned Spanish from like the day that I was born. I'm sorry guys for the noises. <laughs> this is what happened last time. There was like a band playing now it's like um a group of people playing yeah and then i started learning english when i was three but yeah my mom went to school for a while in guatemala so her, her spanish is like excellent you know like regular native speaker spanish um because her parents also speak spanish and then my my aunt also speaks spanish our entire family speaks spanish um and I learned English when I was like three. Like I said, like as I was in pre-K with every other kid, I was learning English. But also like my parents were from Chicago. So they spoke, they definitely spoke English um, for it to work, you know. But there's some, I think for me specifically, there's some like home. There's some like reference to home when I speak Spanish. Like it just makes me feel like... Like, um, I don't know, like, I, 
so close to home like there's like a comfort that's what i meant to say like it, it's so comforting when like someone speaks spanish to me um bilingual mandarin and english speakers living in singapore also showed a preference for left to right mental time mapping over right to left mental time mapping but amazingly this group was also quicker to react to future oriented pictures if the future button was located below the past button in line with mandarin indeed this also suggests that bilinguals may have two different views of time direction of time's direction in fact when aimara talks about the future they tend they tend to make backwards gestures whereas people who speak spanish for example who view the future as being ahead of them making forwards gestures similarly like the aymara mandarin speakers also imagine the time being behind them and the past ahead of them calling the day before yesterday frente and the day after tomorrow back day those that speak both mandarin and english tend to switch between a forward and backward conception of time at times in ways that can clash with each other casanto noted that people tend to use spatial metaphors to talk about duration for example in english i don't know wait, what the fuck happened sorry also i'm gonna run out of run out of time i'm just gonna wrap this up really quickly but do you like I, I I would want to go more deep into this because I just kind of got like the overview. I just kind of gave everyone the overview of it. I'm so sorry. But it's more going into, you know, like how we think about time in our own specific language. Also going back to the whole like most, most Spanish speakers think about time in quantity in like a circle and it's getting bigger and smaller. Be, and... I saw like a TikTok about this. I'm not gonna lie to you guys, it wasn't an article, it was a TikTok. That um this girl was like, Oh, I did a semester abroad in Spain. And every time, you know, they invite you to something, they say, Oh, okay, it starts at nine. People don't start showing up until like eleven. Right? And this is very common. Like, even in my family. Like, we are late people. If it if it comes to if it comes down to family, we are late to every single event. And it's not like a rude thing. Like, they're not, we're not being rude when we talk about it. We're not being rude when we come late. It's just like the concept of time isn't ruling us. Like, we don't think, like, I don't think about time as much as everyone else. I feel like I don't think about time as much as, like, I don't think about time a lot when I'm, like, scheduling things. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, if I'm late, I'm late. What's the problem? Like, <laughs> what's the... Because it's like, well, it doesn't make that much of a difference, the quantity of time. Also, things go a lot late in, like, Spanish-speaking cultures. Like I said, like, in... Well, I'm quoting the, the girl from TikTok. In Spain, it's, like, things go very late. Like, things go to, like, 3 a.m. So... If you just think about it, like, it doesn't make that much of a difference. You're still spending the same amount of time. Just that. It's later. And it's kind of, like... I don't know. It's not, like, ruling the way that we think about times and everything. I would love for you guys to read some of those articles. Especially the BBC one. Because that one's based off a book. That's... Um, someone wrote... 
So they talk more about like Spanish or English speakers. I'm about to finish. Okay. I think I'm going to leave it here for now. How do you think of time? How do you think of like chronological time? If you were to like put like, how do you conceptualize time? Not like chronological time because most people will do left to right because that's how we read a lot of languages. Um, like in Western culture. So, but like, how do you like conceptualize it? Because Spanish is read from left to right, but we, I think of time like in a circle. Like time is a circle. It's just getting bigger. Bye.